Welcome back to the XX Mormon podcast. I am conducting this meeting today. I'm Elder Jackson, and I'm delighted to have been welcomed home for the holidays by the delightful, the wonderful, the graceful Heavenly Mother. Yay! Thank you for being back for the holidays. Yeah, thanks. You know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Lunar New Year coming up here soon. Uh, Year of the Dragon. So, you know, get out there and and drag on. Um, So, so Heavenly Mother, how, how are you doing? How's... How's life? So I love that we're recording today because I am unhinged and unglued just from exhaustion. So it's going to make for a wonderful recording because I I have chronic fatigue. So then when I get tired, it's like, because I'm normally tired all the time. But then when I actually am exhausted, it's like, watch out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, to add to it, and I apologize for this, but (laughs) crazy schedule um, we're recording at 1 a.m., so <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the audience won't know if we don't tell them uh, that that's a lie. Um, but actually, not- actually, <laughs> actually, no, speaking of chronic, like one in the morning. speaking of fatigue, we were actually supposed to record this like three days ago, four <laughs> days ago. And then I woke up halfway through when our recording was supposed to be to a text message from a Heavenly Mother saying, hey, I never got the link for the recording and then i had to apologize because i had just woken up i had an exhausting night um i was just up late what what can i say i'm a wild party animal uh but uh yeah we're here we're gonna discuss the holidays um never too late to discuss the holidays you've got uh you've got that love holiday coming up right valentine's day and then there's saint patrick's day Victoria Day will be here soon enough. There's always a new holiday to celebrate. Uh, yes. So lead us lead us in, Heavenly Mother. Tell, <laughs> like, what, what's the deal? Word, 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 word. So this all started as an idea because, um, so old girl, who is me? I'm old girl at this time. Old girl. Old girl, me, uh, gets seasonal depression. <laughs> And one of the ways, fun little fact, this is a therapy tip everybody's getting for free. If you have seasonal depression, one of the things that helps you combat it is being crazy festive and like mm. going hard into the holidays. And that includes changing your sleep patterns, changing colors that you wear, foods that you eat, and decorating. And like little activities, mm. like celebrating the fall. So for us baddies that get seasonal depression, we all know it begins in the fall. Like when the first leaf falls from a tree we're like oh no (laughs) now i'm sad um and so that started it because i was like man being an ex-mormon holidays are very different from when i was a mormon which feels like a crazy fever dream but it was 20 something years of my life so that's wild um and so yeah so it started in the fall time and i got really into halloween and then um the brother of Jared is Latino. He's obviously multiple things in one person. Latino is not a race, it's an ethnicity. Whatever. People from Mexico celebrate Day of the Dead, which is a beautiful holiday. Super indigenous. Ugh, love that. So I got crazy in a Day of the Dead, which I never did as a Mormon. Because why would we celebrate indigenousness if you're Mormon? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then... 
Thanksgiving is, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll just jump right over that one. Um, celebrate that at your own discretion. I do celebrate it, but it's not, I'm not celebrating the pilgrims, okay? Yeah. They were rat bastards. Murderous rat bastards with weird little hats. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's where I stand on that. Yeah. I stand on that. Um, and then Christmas time. So I'm not a Christian person. I feel like I announce that every episode, which says a lot more about me than it does about Christmas. Um, but I do celebrate Christmas. So that's, don't judge me. And, you know, make of that what you will. But Christmas as an ex-Mormon is way better than Christmas ever was as a Mormon. And yeah. I'm not even celebrating the birth of Jesus. So like, what? Do you know what? I concur with that. I, so I'm also not a Christian. Um, so with, with Christmas as an ex-Mormon, I've been thinking about this. I think Christmas is more of a cultural holiday than a religious holiday at this point. Um, and, and I think of course, like it has a lot of pagan roots as well. Um, but there was, there was some conversation I was reading online about this idea. Somebody asked like, Hey, you know, if you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, if you're nothing like, do you celebrate Christmas? And everybody's like, yeah, like it's a sick holiday, right? Like, I get some time off, we get together with family, we have a nice meal, we see the people we love, especially in the middle of winter, right? Like when it's darkest out, you get together, you light a fire, you spend time together, you tell stories, you laugh, you have a big meal, right? It's exactly what you're talking about with seasonal depression is getting engaged in the celebration and the festivities of it all, right? Like there's a reason we put up Christmas lights and not like 4th of July lights, right? It's, it's because we want that constant light through the night when it's dark, when the sun is setting so early, then we can go and enjoy that. Um, I found myself this past year in 2023 enjoying Christmas, uh, enjoying Christmas lights more than I think I ever have. Just because they're pretty. I love that. Yeah. And like, yeah. It, like I actually thought, I'm like, you know what? I like this. And I think next year I'm going to buy Christmas lights and I'm going to put them up on the place I'm renting. Uh, just to kind of bring a little bit, a little bit of light, especially that yellow hue. Those are the best Christmas lights. I think so too. Yeah. Now they call them fairy lights. And I'm like, I get that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. See the fairy light, fairy light core. Yeah. Yeah. I've... So, uh, yeah. What, uh, like, have you, you said, you said that Christmas is even better. How so? Like what? What do you, what have you done to make Christmas better? What have you done for the festivities of the holidays? Word, I'm so glad you asked. So several things. One of the reasons that it is better is because I don't have to worry about making it spiritual. And I don't have because I mean God. Journey journey back, Elder Jackson. Let's go back go back to us from years ago when you're and if you're a Christian and you celebrate Christmas that is still awesome and fun, but I'm just trying to bring it home that when you're Mormon and you celebrate Christmas, it is not fun. And the reason for that is because there's so much emphasis on making it spiritual and spiritually edifying that it looms over in the background and is like something to feel needlessly guilty about. Yeah. Instead of like, uh, and then <laughs> I don't know, making myself laugh. I don't, I don't know if you've experienced this. 
But what was up with the phenomenon of all these people complaining that Christmas wasn't Christ-centered? Oh yeah. my god! I'm so over that. What was that about? So, like, that? I can get, like, I can, I can get, like, if you believe that a holiday has to be a certain way, you know, like, if, okay, if you're really into trick or treating and you're like, no kids came by my house, you know, like, and I had all this candy and stuff, I can get like why you might be upset about that. So I don't want to disparage people who, like, want to have a Christ-centered Christmas. But I also, like, if that's not you, you know, don't, right? And <laughs> and and if somebody's celebrating in a different way than you, you know, like, every family does presents differently. Some people do, like, some gifts on Christmas Eve. Some people do 12 Days of Christmas. Some people do, you know, um, like other forms like of Advent and things like that, right? Um, and so I, th I think just like let other people celebrate the holiday how they want. But I, I get what you're saying about like when, when you are in the church feeling this pressure to make it Christ-centered, to almost like almost like shoehorn Jesus into Christmas, you know, like, cause you're having all these nice celebrations and you're having all these nice parties and you're going and having these nice meals. And then you're like, Oh wait, 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 everybody. Um, the food is super delicious. Yes, this is true. But, uh, but also Jesus. And it's like, okay, just like enjoy the fucking meal, you know, like just eat the food. Right. Um, so yeah, I do get what you, what you're saying about kind of feeling like, like there's this weird pressure to make it about Jesus when you're like, listen, man, I just want to eat good food and see people I love. Literally kick rocks. And the statement, I just had this epiphany right now. Oh God. The, um, it was usually older people who would say, who would say it. Christmas just isn't Christ centered anymore. They've taken a Christ out of Christmas. And I'm like, no, Jan, it was never, the center culturally mm -hmm. but when they were younger their parents dictated christmas mm -hmm. so they probably came from a home that had a christ-centered christmas and then they get older and they're like wait it's not because here's the receipts elder jackson journey back with me one of the oldest christmas movies ever the original miracle on 34th street that came out a long time ago and it's not about jesus it's about santa yeah. I have some really cool feelings about Santa and how I will explain Santa to my children when I get older um, and have children. But um, that's, uh, it never has been. Like, there's not receipts that Christmas was this overtly religious holiday. And I mean, the origins of Christmas is about shoehorning Jesus into a pagan <laughs> holiday. Yeah. Yeah. The tradition lives on, the tradition lives on. But one of the festivities that I do now is not worrying about that. Yeah. And going all in with the with the Santa stuff, with the decor stuff, with the tree stuff, because it is pagan roots, but it's like funnily, hee hee hee. That's my mom's heritage. So my mom's German and Swiss. Mm -hmm. So her her people, her ancestor, journey back with us, pretty much invented all that. German immigrants to the West brought the Christmas tree. Fun yeah. fact. Ugh. Um so that's sort of how I tap in to that. And so, and then obviously <laughs> I like to drink a little bit. And so it's nice to have um, specialty cocktails or specialty drinks around Christmas. Um, you can do more like 
eggnoggy stuff, more pepperminty stuff, um, to make it more more festive. No, yeah. I do not have a drinking problem. I just brought it up. I don't know if it sounds that way. Like, it, didn't, you... it didn't sound that way. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. We're we're here to support you though. If you do have a drinking <laughs> problem. If yeah, if I do. If also, anyways, I I'll, that's another rant for another time. <laughs> Um, but yes, I am one of those ex-Mormons that enjoy doing all the things that we were told not to do, so. And I'm one of those ex-Mormons who has never done any of those things that we were told <laughs> not to do, so, uh, you can trust me. Or maybe more, maybe you trust Heavenly Mother more than you trust me. Yeah, whichever yeah. makes you feel comfortable, yeah. whatever you vibe with as a listener. We're balanced here. We're balanced. Yeah. We're... Um, yeah, yeah, I think... I don't know. Like I I have never been a very celebratory person. And I'm also I I've I've never had like seasonal depression. Um in fact, I usually find I'm doing pretty great in the fall. Fall, I like fall. Um but uh but I've yeah, I've never been celebratory, so I've never done much uh, as far as uh parties and festivals and you know decorating and all of that stuff but more recently i've found uh that i'd like to get into that just for the ritual of it all you know for like setting up the christmas tree and sitting around it and doing this and and you know almost having a bit of a tradition right um even though i feel like it's meaningless right like or or like ultimately meaningless i should clarify right like the universe doesn't care about <laughs> about me setting up the christmas tree but i care about that right and uh, and maybe the family that i'm with cares about that right mm -hmm. um so i think yeah i don't know that's 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 what i think what do you think i concur but i don't think it's meaningless because Hear me out. Delusional thinking. Everything is meaningful. Ah, scary. Like, anyways, it's a scary way to think, but I can't help it. Uh, I can't turn it off. And then um, New Year's, too, as an ex-Mormon, but weird. I won't go into details to protect their identities, but your old girl, again, that's why I'm referring to myself this time, Heavenly Mother, ended up spending New Year's Eve with Mormons interesting oh i know and it was a sober new year's so not don't love that but it was still a lot of fun um would it have been more fun with some champagne -y, bubbly bubbly yes because i laugh at everything more than mm. i already do now um oh my god this is relevant but sort of i went to a christmas uh, ugly sweater party in december around with people i did not know none of them were mormons or ex-mormons um and I don't know why, you know, it's a funny story, so I have to tell it. So it was in the lobby of my apartment complex, because you can rent it out for parties. And there's a man that walks in in just a robe, just a robe. And he comes in and we're like, what are you? And he's like, I'm going to go back to my apartment and put on some pants. And we're like, why would you even come in here without clothes on, sir? And also this man was completely sober. That was like someone asked that, like, hey, do you want to drink? And he's like, no, I don't drink. I'm like, what? Then why are you <laughs> doing this? This is weird. 
So people are unhinged around the holidays. So I don't know his journey and I don't know him, but that was weird, weird behavior. So back to New Year's Eve, no one did that. Um, anything weird, but yeah, it was still a good, it was still a good New Year's. It was just people were, were sober, but I do find that seasonal depression. So here, this is the journey. This is the story. So this year I went hardcore parkour, doing all the tips and tricks to combat seasonal depression. Mm -hmm. And it was working so good. Like it was, it was killing, I was killing the game. I was doing so good. I I shit you not, Aldrich Jackson, (laughs) the day after Christmas, I'm hit with like a wave of like, don't get out of bed. (laughs) Like, oh my God. And so I try to really hype myself up for New Year's but new year's decorations just are not the same. Hmm. So this year I try, but I didn't have any money because Christmas took all my money. I'm going to go hard now in the future for lunar new year, as you mentioned. Um, and then, yeah, those are my feelings on it. New year's was still fun. You know, I was with Mormons. Um, and then I had a birthday which was exciting. I won't give these specific dates out because don't dox me, you know, listeners. It um, was, a- it was, uh, I'll tell, I'll tell the listeners. It, no. it was January 30th uh, at 5 PM that she was born in 1973. So you can do the math people. None of that is true. <laughs> Except for January. That's okay. All, you got. all right, guys, we've narrowed it down. <laughs> One month, but what year? Any hoosies. Um, so I had a birthday that I put a lot of effort into, um, which was really fun. Have you seen Labyrinth? No, I've not actually. You're really missing out on an experience. <laughs> <laughs> an experience you're truly never going to forget. So it's Labyrinth theme. So it was really fun, and I put a lot of effort into that. So that's what I've been doing, and I got to have a little drinky drinkies and this whole month, I feel like I've been sick. But, yeah. Holidays as an ex-Mormon are a lot better than as a Mormon. I think I don't so. have The looming shadow of... And hear me out. When I was a kid, I remember thinking, man, why isn't, like, church on Christmas more than this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we would think that, like, why aren't we pulling out the stops here? Like, yeah. why aren't we doing more? And then back when, so before I left the church, when my dad left the church, he started going to another faith and it wasn't Catholicism, but it was a faith similar. And like, they go so hardcore for Christmas. Hmm. It's a multi-day thing. Um, they, they change their whole cathedral. And I'm like, man, like, this is like really cool. And they do the same thing for Easter. So lots of Catholicism and other faiths do stuff like that. Um, so I think if you're an ex-Mormon and you're a Christian, like, by golly, find a church that cares about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> find a church that's really gonna go in for that. Oh my God. Sorry, you go have a thought. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just occurred to me. I was like, what did we do at Christmas growing up at like church stuff? And I remember one year we were in this play, um, of the, you know that one with the ghosts and stuff? Anyways. Um, the, Christmas Carol? Yeah, the Christmas Carol. I don't know why I forgot the name. So we did, this, we did this Christmas Carol play, 
And uh, we've got some family video somewhere of us doing doing this thing, singing up there. And then uh, there was another year, and this was weird. We did a Jewish Christmas. So it was we were supposed to be basically doing Christmas. Christmas in like in in like 34 or in like year zero right like when jesus was born okay <laughs> it was like and then like there were angels or something and we all had dreidels to play with and we all just like sat on the floor on blankets in the church gym um it was very <laughs> i hate everything <laughs> was... i hate everything about it was, that. it was weird and we were supposed to dress up as like first century jews justice for first century jews Seriously. because time and time again christians are just exploiting those people yeah this ends now yeah <laughs> like this, this is madness like this has to stop yeah. like leave these people alone yeah i promise i I promise I'll never do it again. Um, no. But let's, can we share our like Christmas hot takes or like opinions? Hell yeah. This is an unhinged episode because I am extra fatigued. I'm also sober. Why am I bringing up alcohol so much? What is this about? Yeah. Are you trying to like tell us something? Maybe you do have a problem. <laughs> I think, you know what it is? I'm stressed and it's a, it's a weeknight. And yeah. so I'm like, I can't, I can't so you're handle thinking this. about it. <laughs> so okay yeah, that's a so here here are my christmas here here's one of my christmas beliefs okay yeah i believe that november 11th you do the remembrance day that's what we do in canada i think in the states you call it armistice day um yeah. we so november 11th we do our our mourning our remembrance and then november 12th everybody turns on their christmas lights november 12th christmas lights turned on all of them all over the city everywhere and then you keep them on until the end of february wow because that's you know end of february then we're like out of the woods yes right then you start thinking about springtime the sun you know is up longer right like we're moving on. That's what I think. That's that's one of my... I guess it's not a hot take, but that's like an idea. That's something I think would be nice. I agree. I also feel like as a society, as a world, the Western world just needs to go harder for decorations. Yeah. Why are we only doing this for Christmas? Yeah. Because this is not enough. Like, I've recently... So really fun, adorable story. Love all this. Grandma RIP. My cute little maternal grandma, her favorite holiday was Valentine's Day. And I just feel like Valentine's Day never got the respect that it deserves because hearts are cute and pink and red are cute. And so I think we can, stores can decorate for that. Like put forth that effort. It looks nice. Just put up the damn hearts. And so I think my hot take is like we need more decor around that. Something I do like in the southern United States, and I do this now, and I live in the Midwest, is I have a wreath up all year long hmm. on my door, but the wreath changes per holiday. I'm not like, 
here's the deal. I love 4th of July, not because I love colonizers colonizing, but I like fireworks and I like the colors. And I like to make a little 4th of July. Do you like a good party? Yes, I love a good party. Um, and then same with like Day of the Dead, because I have my own, as a Cherokee person, feelings about it, because I'm not Mexican. Um, but I still like to honor my ancestors. So like word, I'm down for that. So I think... Ooh, what's some stuff about the holidays that you hate? What's a hot take that's offensive that people be like, how dare he? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't, I'm going to have to think about that. Do you have one while I'm thinking about Hell it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. This is, you know what? <laughs> this is a call to action. <laughs> so any, if you're listening to this and you are a recording artist, you're a musician, a singer. I bid you, I beg, I beg you and I plead you, stop recording yourself singing some damn Christmas songs. Stop. We don't need this. Not everyone needs a holiday album. Not everyone needs their own rendition of the little drummer boy. Stop. It needs to end now. You're never going to be better than Mariah Carey. You're never going to be better than Nat King Cole. And dare I say it, you're not going to be better than Josh Groban or Michael Bublé. Do you know what? Josh Groban, S tier. I love Josh Groban. I'm actually a I, huge Josh Groban fan. I do too, and no one's going to outdo his Christmas album. No. No, it's true. That's true, actually. I, I will say, since you brought up the little drummer boy, we sang that in the choir I'm in at Christmas. <laughs> it was oh, awful. Nice. It was the version, oh, like, whatever version we did was, like, disgusting. It was horrific, and I hated it. How do you it. miss up that song? Yeah, just, it's weird. It's weird, you know? Pa-rum, pum, pum, pum. And the piano was, like, kind of offbeat with it. I, not my thing. Why did you not have drums? Why that's, did you have a piano? That's what I'm saying. That's you what know I'm saying. What? This reminds me of the off-placement digital effects of the new Pinocchio. Because how are you going to have a fucking puppet movie without a goddamn puppet? Do you know what? That's right. That's weird. Exactly. That's, that's what they did to that little that's what they did to that little drummer boy song. You have a drummer boy song without a fucking drum. Yeah. yeah. Another percussion instrument. That's a betrayal to you and the other members of the choir. That's true. That's true, actually. We should sue. Yes. Um although it was people on the choir who chose that song. But um But did they choose the arrangement though? Yeah, the arrangement you know? Oh god. The arrangement was bad. The arrange it was not a good arrangement. Because I could see myself signing up to sing that song, but then I'd be like, a fucking piano. I have, so, okay, I have a counter to your opinion. Oh, I God. Think, I think it's an awful opinion. I think we need more <laughs> Christmas albums, not fewer. Oh, my um, God, no. And you know what? You know what? I, I'm announcing today my 2024 Elder Jackson's Christmas tunes. Um. <sighs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna sing one for you here. Oh my god! <clears throat> What's it? Okay, name one. Name one. You got to pick one for me. Merry Boy Child by Boney M. Bust it out. Did the song too bad? Ne never heard of it. Okay, I'm gonna do Mary. Did you know? <laughs> okay. Mary, did you Real know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Okay, thank you very much. That was your preview. Please buy the album. Can I just say that's like the spookiest song ever? Could you imagine 
you're like you're there in labor and these angels are like dancing around you like those fish in the little mermaid while they're on the boat and they're like mary did you know and she's like what is going on what is happening and then it's you know the child that you delivered would soon deliver you excuse me mary's like listen i just cheated on a guy and uh and now you're singing to me and telling me this is the son of god is this what i gotta do to get out of trouble with my husband jeez god you know we'll spin it back and make it happy but i actually (laughs) find the real christmas story so much darker because a 14 year old being pregnant is like sad to me was she 14 yeah if you yes so we if you break down it from a literary standpoint to be considered a fair young virgin. So being called a virgin meant you were an unmarried woman. Right. And people were betrothed very young, but most people didn't get married married or consummate their marriages, which is such a gross. Anyways, they didn't have sex until they were like 20 Hmm. or late teens. It is a huge myth perpetuated by perverts that these old ass men were marrying and having sex with 14 year olds. That's not true yeah. and when shakespeare wrote romeo and juliet it's supposed to be a shocker that Juliet's 14 it's supposed to be disturbing you're not supposed to be cool with it so anyway so for her to be a fair young virgin gives extra emphasis to the fact that she is young and people at their culture were not considered men or women until about age 12 that's the ballpark so, so her and joseph were espoused so they were betrothed but they were not married yet so they were teenagers right so if it was her cheating, there's some consent involved, but the actual story as it stands is like this poor young girl was pregnant without even knowing how it happened. Super dark and distra- A lot of SV music cues. That's how I see the Christmas story. You did that really well. <laughs> I really love that show. So oh, Well, that's great. I stopped watching it though. Cause it's, I, I work in mental health and, the episodes on that show were like, that really happens to people. So I just yeah. can't feel. But I love it. Hashtag love Olivia Benson. Love Elliot Stabler. Good so I, I'm i just, I'm, I'm going to say this as my controversial Christmas opinion. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Um, God is not a good person. Fair. Yeah. So that's my, that's my controversial, um, that's my controversial Christmas opinion. And Maybe we can take a little detour um, and talk. I, I want to talk about film and television for a hot second. Sure. Okay. Um, I just want to say that Apple TV Plus is the best streaming platform. Okay. I just felt like it was important to share that with the audience. I promise you, you will not regret it. Uh, pretty much everything on there is like a total banger. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's my that's that's my detour. Thanks for thank you for that testimony. Yeah, yeah. amen. <laughs> I love that. Did you, did you feel compelled by the spirit of Apple TV to tell us? I did actually. The spirit of Steve Jobs uh, spoke to me <laughs> in a violent whisper, jeez, um, <laughs> oh, commanding me to uh, promote his products to the tune of Mary. Did you know? To the tune of Mary. Did you know? <laughs> Listeners, did you know that Apple TV is the best streaming platform? How was that? And you know what? 
to answer that song, it's sick if Mary didn't know. That's non-consent. If she didn't know, like, homegirl, she's a girl, she's a child, teen girl, school girl, middle school girl, Mary. This is sick for her not to know, like, by the way, you're going to have a baby and he's going to die a horrible death in front of your face. Like, what? Uh, I think I might not want to know that. I, you know what? But you at 14, would you want to know? Because that's what we're working with No here. way. At 14, <laughs> at 14, if somebody's like, by the way, your kid's going to, like, die a horrible, gruesome death, you know? And then there's going to be, like, some crazy cult come up in his name, and it's just a whole, a whole it's thing. It's going to get unhinged. Yeah. Word. Also, like, let me just shout out to 14-year-old me, because the baby names I would have picked, thank God. Thank God. Because I would have had some weird-ass name. Can we get some? What? Um, You know what? What? I don't want to shame anybody with this name, but I really liked the name Emerald. Okay, okay. I don't know. It's giving Steven Universe. I haven't seen Steven no. Universe. There's like Rose Quartz and... Oh, okay. It's a show. It's a yeah, vibe. Yeah. But they all have names after like Amethyst. Do you know and what? Then... <laughs> My birthstone is Amethyst, so... Go for Word. it. I think, I th- you know what? Do you know what? Okay, every, you share your controversial baby names, and I'll respond to every <laughs> single one of them that I love it. So at least the listeners can feel vindicated. So go keep going. So Emerald, wow, I love that. That's a beautiful name. <laughs> Emerald. And then I really, so there's two that I really love, but they're way too popular now, so I can't do it. I really liked Emerson, but there's a thousand Emersons now. Everybody yeah. knew yeah that's true yeah and then i liked weirdly biblical names that are fine but i'm not christian anymore so be weird you know what i mean like Like, i like the name um that's a demon's name so i'm well familiar but Mm. i like the name aaron but if you're not i mean aaron's probably okay for non-religious people yeah aaron aaron very common and then i like naomi and that's also very religious yeah. So other than Emerald, these kids would have come out with... Oh, and then I like the name Ava, which is beautiful, but very common. I... Well, I won't share the baby names that I actually have picked out because that would dox me, and I'm very okay. famous. I'm very, very famous for um, these Do particular baby names. You might recognize my voice from my podcast, ba- Babies Being Named and You um so so that's that's my other show look it up very popular on apple tv plus um so so i won't i won't share my actual baby names that i have chosen but i will say that my name elder jackson so jack is like a nickname for jonathan right and jonathan is like a longer version of john as in john the beloved and Jackson is like son of Jack, which means I'm the son of Jonathan or the son of John, which means I'm the son of John the Beloved. Uh, so this is me telling you that, um, wait, John the Beloved's the one that lived forever, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. I am his son. Oh my God. I just... But... <sighs> I just needed to confess that on the show. Um, I've been keeping that a secret for a long time. 
I'm too young to uh, know if I inherited my father's immortality or not. Um, so we'll just have to wait, wait and find out. God. Oh my gosh. Have you seen <laughs> the green mile? Sorry. <laughs> Somehow that reminded me of the green mile. Uh, I have not seen the green mile. Okay. Never mind. I don't want to ruin it for you. Is it good or but bad? It's so good, but you can only watch it once because it is emotionally devastating. Kind of like Midsummer. Um, except not because I'll never forgive them for what they did to that bear. Oh yeah. I'm more worried about the bear than the people in that godforsaken film. Also, I've said this a thousand times on the podcast. Can we stop as I beseech you as a society, stop having people with physical disabilities or physical differences be magical or villains. It's weird. I'm done. And that director does it every time. He's like, you look weird. You're going to be supernatural. You look weird. You're going to be the villain. Like, has Hunchback of Notre Dame not taught us anything? Because I feel like it hasn't. I feel like it missed what it was supposed to do. So what you're saying is that me as a white man should start being typecast uh, because I'm average. I mean, to I should be typecast as as a magical back. creature. Oh my god! I you know what? At this point, I stand by it because if I see one more person with a physical difference be a villain or supernatural, I I think I'm gonna throw up. I think I'm gonna vomit out of my face because I just it's so overdone. It's a trope at this point, and that director does it every goddamn time. I just can't handle. Do you know what? I people will hate on cliches and they'll hate <laughs> on tropes, but I'm a fan. I no, I love this. I love a classic. And you know what? If I had like crazy hair, like what if what if I had a naturally growing mohawk? Right? Then maybe like maybe I should be a crazy evil wizard. Right? Like, maybe that's just what I was born to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it is like a, I think, therefore I am. But, and I've said, I'll say it again, I'll say it again. The origin of that trope is rooted in a medieval concept. Ready for nerd time, anthropological, sociological study that no one signed up for, but here we are. In medieval times, medieval Christians, which are my least favorite, because hashtag witches were women were all caught on fire. Said they were witches. They're just women. Anyways, it was a rough time. Medieval Europe, scary place. Worst, in fact. They had this idea of a pre-existence. So, like Joseph Smith didn't make that up. It's been around for a long time. And they believed that if you were really righteous in the pre-existence, you were born into a better life. So if you were physically disabled or looked different, that was your punishment. So this life here on earth was meant to be hell for you so that when you died, you'd be redeemed. Hmm. So people with physical disabilities were seen as like, they're wicked, they're bad. And then they were treated as such, like abused, abandoned, outcast, or worse, tortured to death. And the evidence exists. So when in modern day times, when we pull on those tropes, it like kills me inside because I'm like, oh God, it's so unoriginal. It's medieval. And I just stand on that. You know what? Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I can appreciate that now that I understand the context. Thank you for... I have said it before in other episodes. I feel very strongly about this. Yeah. I'm standing on it. Well, I appreciate that. 
um, n- not to be um, too flippant or, or anything, <laughs> um, but uh, what's your favorite streaming platform? <laughs> I don't really have one because, you know, I sound like one of those. Do you remember when hipsters were like the bane of society? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I do. Um, so I don't want to sound like a hipster, but I'm in a show drought right now because no, no streaming service is making me happy, but I really like Hulu. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know what? Yeah. I think what would make you really a hipster is if you told me that you don't have any streaming platforms because you have cable. Damn. I can't afford cable. Nobody can. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. You know what? This is another soapbox, and I'll, I will repeat this because I feel passionate about this as well. I'm so tired of older people being like, young people don't do this anymore. Young people don't like this. Young people aren't having kids. Man, 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 man. No, bitch. We want to do those things. We just can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And what really set me off, what triggered this, journey back with me to the summertime when I don't have seasonal depression. So I'm like peak happiness, the season of summer. I want to go to a baseball game, and I was like, damn, food and tickets, that's too expensive. And so I heard an older person being like, young people just don't go to baseball games anymore. It's like, no, bitch, we can't. Wait, somebody, somebody said that? I In my mind. Oh, um, okay. The, <laughs> no one really said it. The it was elderly actually the version angels. of you said that. Yes, the elderly version. It was the voices of angels, and they did say it to the tune of, Mary, did you know? They said so, Young people, don't you go to baseball games anymore. That wasn't the tune. I got the tune way wrong. But, hey, you know, the spirit was there. It was the essence of the experience. I think it was good enough for me. So I felt like I could hear older people saying that because I hear all the time about different things. And it's like, no, we still like to do that stuff. We just can't afford it. Yeah. Um, Because I added it up and it was going to be like to go and get tickets that night, which was my plan. And this is, I live in a city that has a minor league baseball team. Like, we're not the Cardinals. We're not, no, no, no. You're not the Red Sox. No, you just go for kicks and giggles. You go for the ambiance, the ginormous hot dogs, and the frozen lemonade. Like, you go for the experience. Yeah. And it was, like, going to be $45 per person. And I was like, what? No. Um, So, anyways, cable is like that. I wish I could have cable. But you know what? I can't. So I have to use streaming services one at a time, in fact. So I go through streaming service, watch all the stuff I want to watch, pick up another one. Hmm. So right now it's Hulu. I'm disappointed in Bob Eigler, who's the CEO of Disney because of his personal beliefs and choices. But I do go hard for Disney Plus. Yeah. And what he did to Star Wars. Yeah. But hear me out. I have turned a new leaf because I listened to the prophet himself, George Lucas. And Star Wars is made for kids. That is the target gener- like the target audience. So if we don't like something, it as adults, it really isn't for us. And a perfect example is the prequels because I actually love the prequels. Me too. And at the time when I was a kid, everybody was like hating them. Yeah. But I was a child, and they were for me, and I liked them. Do you know what though? So that's I think I have a pretty good grasp when something is good but not for me like there are there are a lot of things that i can like watch and then be like you know what i can understand why somebody else would like that like all these tiktok edits 
like these these edits one one of my sisters is like really big into these tiktok edits um where it's like some tv show character and then they say a line and then it has some music and it kind of slows and then fast to another clip and then slow and then fast to another clip it's just not my thing i don't i don't really get it but i can appreciate you know the talent that in, is involved in creating it and the um and the effort and the love and and that somebody who maybe likes that character or likes that TV show might appreciate that. But a lot of what Star Wars has been coming out with is just shit. Like it's not like it's not like, oh, this is for somebody else. Because like Bluey is a better show than half of the stuff they shovel onto Disney Plus. <laughs> right? Like it's like it's like there are good kids shows, right? Like Avatar The Last Airbender is a better show than anything they've put on Disney Plus, right? Or even like the Star Wars The Clone Wars, right? Like there there are a lot of rough episodes and rough arcs, but there's like there's some gold in there, right? And you can you can appreciate that. But then some of some of this other stuff, it's just why why are we here? Why are we here? You know, what are you, what are you making? Who is this for? It's not for anybody. Right, like it looks like they just developed it with an artificial intelligence, and um, it just it just upsets me. It really like it actually. <laughs> it is upsetting because I am a Star Wars fan, but I'm also delusionally loyal to Star Wars. Oh, I'll watch all of it. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, we're on. We are on the same page because there are specific shows that have come out where I'm like, God, I don't think I can get through this. But I do go hard for The Mandalorian. I don't care what anybody says. I really love that show. I love a lot of things about it. I think the third season was rushed. I didn't like how quickly he made it to the caves. Because they oh, were yeah. like, the caves are a myth. And then literally the next episode, he's like, well, here I am. You know, it's like, it's like. Okay, maybe it should have been a little bit harder than that. You know, a little bit more of a challenge. I have a whole, like, I have a whole rewrite. I've probably mentioned it on the show before, but I have, like, a whole rewrite of that entire entire show. I think there are some amazing places they could have gone that they unfortunately didn't. Um, and I will forever have my fanfic in my head and enjoy watching that in my imagination instead. No word. So I used to do maladaptive daydreaming. So I get that because I actually, me and the brother Jared together in our minds, rewrote the entire, all the three screenplays of the last three new Star Wars movies. And it includes eliminating some characters and morphing them into one character. Really? Yes. All because right. there it was, it was a hot mess on fire. So we, what, what a fun little turn. What a happy little, what a little story is going to come out of this. That was actually me and his first date. Was to one of the worst films ever. Sat in my car for two hours and rewrote the whole script. That's cute. I know, right? So Star Wars Forever lives in my heart. But I agree with you. We were on the same page. I will watch it all, but it doesn't mean that it's all great. Yeah. But I do think that the fandom is toxic and they're part of the problem. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The most toxic. I can't on the internet as my real self and not, I mean, I am really heavily mother. <laughs> um, no, hum, no humility. <laughs> um, I don't say that I'm a Star Wars fan because people will eat you alive. Yeah. With a thousand, with like being eaten alive by ants. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Like the ants in that Indiana Jones 4. 
the worst one. Actually, have you seen the newest one? It is. Don't you dare come for that film. I haven't watched yes, it. I, I haven't watched it, so okay, I, I, I don't have an opinion on it. I saw it in theaters by myself because nobody else would watch it because no one else loves Harrison Ford the way that I do, apparently. Oh. Which is undying. Have you watched uh, Age of Adeline? Yeah, and what ruined it for me was his creepy stalker son. That's not how romance works in real life. Like, yeah. I would have pepper sprayed his ass. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally a line where she says to him, how did you find out where I live? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Girl, spray him. Psh. Wait, wasn't he like a billionaire or something? Yes. I think, here's the thing. I think him being a billionaire is reason enough to pepper spray him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Pepper spray him and kick him in the kneecap. <laughs> Boom. Double time. Yeah. Literally. And he doesn't even comfort her about her dead dog. I saw this film over 10 years ago, and I remember it frame for frame. I saw it, like, a few months ago, and I don't remember, like, anything about it. Harrison Ford's in it, so it's going to be imprinted to my mind. Yeah. You You really do love Harrison Ford. I do. He's my favorite white person. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I mean, I have uh, my favorite white person is my niece. It's, you know. (laughs) I mean, it's it's different when I say it. <laughs> no, he's not, but I am a fan of his. But it, I mean, I couldn't get through Hate Me for this. I could not get through Blade Runner. I've never I seen couldn't. it. It's it's be here's the here's the deal. Because movies have taken from it so much, like stolen from it and borrowed from it so much, and we're inspired by it so much that if you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, I've seen things like this, but better. Right. And the animes have really taken from it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that when you go back and see the origin, like, have you ever seen The Crow with Brandon Lee from 1994? No. Okay, shout out to The Crow. There's also an amazing nerd edit of The Crow and The Dark Knight morphed into one movie hmm. that I've seen a thousand times because I just eat that up. So it came out in 1994, and it was groundbreaking for the time. And if you see it now, you will see a thousand movies that have borrowed from it. Blade Runner is like that. Mm. The difference is that I can still sit through The Crow and it still entertains me, even though it's slow, even though it is overwhelmingly 90s, including the soundtrack. It's it's very dated, but it is still a work of art. And I think Blade Runner still is, too. I just don't have the patience for that. Right, right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I like where this conversation has gone. Um, <laughs> you said let's bring up movies and media, and so. Well, do you know what yeah. though? This was this was our Christmas dinner chat. There you go. You know, we got together. I came home for the holidays, and yeah. uh, and we talked about we talked about our favorite movies and some movies that we didn't like and streaming services and Mormonism and you know, um, yeah. yeah. We missed politics and weather, but you know what? We'll just save that for New Year's. Fair. fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has uh, this has been delightful. As we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts, Heavenly Mother? Um, no. My final. Well, no, that's not true because I can't say no and then keep talking. So, um, <laughs> I do have final thoughts. Not gonna lie, I think my final thoughts are as little ex Mormons is to totally redo the way that you do holidays when you get the fuck out of the cult. 
because there's so many things that like you can be unabashedly into scary stuff for Halloween. Watch mm. the rated R movies that you weren't allowed to watch. Go to the creepy, scary place because demons are not real. Or if they are, they're not the way you think they were. Okay, the devil's not coming for you. So you can participate in Halloween things without demons coming after you. You know what I mean? Um, and then same with like Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and Lunar New Year and Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day and Easter you can celebrate those holidays through a totally different lens and you can get festive without having the pressure of making it religious or making it spiritual. And if you are Christian, go hard into that because you weren't allowed to when you were more. Amen. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, mm. Would you like to close us out? Yes. And I think I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to close this out in case he hears this, in case he hears this. And I, oh, I'll, I'll decline his romantic advances because I'm not that kind of woman. But I'm going to close this in the name of Harrison Ford. Wow. I will yeah. not decline his romantic advances. <laughs> Isn't he like 79 years old? Like, Yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you know who wow. my celebrity crush is, though? Who? Christoph Waltz. <gasps> okay, I got, no, we can't end yet. Okay. Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott. Let me look, look him up. He is the voice of the mean crab in Treasure Planet. Oh. He is the baddie with the scar in The Three Musketeers, the one that has unnecessary cleavage. He That's looks like a right. spooky guy. I had the biggest crush on him when I was like 12. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it says about me, but I haven't thought too much into it. Yeah. And I thought he was Latino and he's not, and that throws me off. Interesting. Yeah. Makes me uncomfy. Yeah, he look he looks he looks spooky. Michael Wincott. All look right. Him up. Well on that note <laughs> In the name of Harrison Ford. Yes, Harrison Ford. Amen. Amen. <laughs>